WKCR FM, New York, WKCR HD1, WKCR.org. This is Jazz Alternatives. We call this show Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and we got a banger coming at you, coming at you hard with this one. Back in the hot seat, first time since the before times, Eric Person here with me tonight. And the subject of our focus is none other than Lester Bowie. And here's some music from the leaders that you've never heard.
Ha <laughs> ha 
to end when you're in Chicago at the Chicago Jazz Festival September 1987 listening to the leaders and or when you're listening to Deep Focus I'm your host Mitch Goldman it's a it's a red letter day today is the day we've got Eric Person back in the studio it's been too long is it been like uh three years what has it been it's been yeah something like that it's been I mean because definitely not during COVID, and I think, okay, let's think, two, that would be 2000, I, yeah, definitely 2019. Yeah, yeah. So three years. Let's Try, do you remember the last show we did together? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hmm. That would be a task. I should have looked it up. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be up online, right? Well, now I've got them all, I've got them all entered. Okay, I'll tell you, I've never said this on the air. Mm-hmm been doing this eric you and i have been doing these monday nights for a very long time we've been doing deep focus since 2008 but you and i were already but give them the whole whole thing the whole thing give them the whole thing we would (laughs) we would walk in one night and mitch would had this 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 feeling like hey i think i've done it you know i I think i'm (laughs) ready to move on i just don't know what to do with the show i love the music obviously but I just feel like I have a calling to do something greater. And then we were talking, and somehow deep focus came into. It's all true. It's all true. In that discussion. A, a lot of regular listeners know this show and all the many different guests I've had. But really, the germination of the idea was shows you and I did together mm-hmm. really goes back to when Ethan and I were doing the show. Ethan Singer was my partner Monday right. nights on this yeah. program. And he. Sadly for us, moved away from town, and I was holding it down, and then you started kind of coming in as co-host. Okay. And then, but that whole, the idea of this particular format definitely came out of my experience listening to music with you and talking about mm-hmm. music with you, and also put it in the perspective of being on the road. You know, I don't know what if people realize what it's like what it was like. I don't know if it's still like that, but <laughs> yeah. 
you have, you know, there's an hour or two a night that you're on stage, if it's every night, and a lot of time <laughs> sitting in the van, sitting in the airport, yeah. sitting uh, in the hotel, sitting on the bus, waiting around, waiting for stuff to happen, yeah. and and one thing that all these people are likely to have in common is love of music, mm-hmm. different kinds of music, and we share it and mm-hmm. talk about it and tell the other person they're wrong. And um, and you and I had that many, many great uh, experiences doing that. And that's what I was trying to share with people with mm-hmm. Deep Focus. That's what I, I wanted to give listeners an opportunity to also to meet you musicians who I think are a fascinating group of mm-hmm. individuals yeah. as other than as performers, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. yourselves, and as fellow fans. We're all yeah, yeah, fans definitely. of the music before yeah. anything else comes along. And, you know, the thing is, like, when you ask me about uh, coming back on the show and who we should do, you, we always have a couple that we we uh, think about. And then um, and we were thinking about, because of his colorful nature we was thinking about son rafa tonight yes and his colorful nature and his <laughs> association yeah. with halloween because he used to do a halloween mm-hmm. show every year okay yeah yeah and um <clears throat> but but something uh i can't remember if i was looking uh or or had i guess i was just recently listening to some of lester bowie's music so i said you know what lester yeah that would be perfect you know fellow st louis in and you know I don't think we. I know we never did. We never have. We never have. So, yeah, no, and and, you know, any question, a suitable answer (laughs) is always Lester Bowie. I think he said Bowie. I think I heard him say Bowie too. Actually, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, like you, from the Gateway City and uh, St. Louis, and um, yeah, I mean, he just he he doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah. He's a, a continual source of inspiration for, you know, a lot of these, some of the, the topics, we just get inspired by their playing and everything. Hmm. Lester Bowie, I feel like there's something larger about him. I, I, I actually think a lot of guys owe, uh, especially trumpet players, owe something to Lester, but they don't say his name. <laughs> I mean, that's just a side note, but... Yeah, no, he's he's very. I, I mean, deciding to do this show was good for me to kind of dig back into you know what he'd been doing and kind of try and find a line, but you know in what he was doing. No, I mean not a line. That's not the right. Um, trying to find um, uh, a reason, the the reason why he did certain um, groups and whatever, and how it kind of laid in his in his journey his musical journey and so i actually kind of came up with some insight in that i want to hear mm-hmm. i mean he did so many different things so many different projects yeah. and the concepts yeah. are so vast yeah from one to another yeah. and seemingly each one leaving all the others in a completely mm-hmm. separate place and yet yeah. Here's and his, yet, and yet, he still had that lab coat on. Yes, he did. You know? <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, do you remember? I don't know if you were on, on this tour. It was when I was with uh, Shannon Jackson, and uh, no, you weren't on this tour because uh, uh, I think it was. It might have been my, well, the first year I I was with Shannon. Uh, uh, I went to Europe three times in seven months, actually, 
And uh, so it was one of those tours. And actually, uh, Bobby McFerrin, who was new on the scene, he was opening for us. Wow. And uh, we was at, I think it was a college, and, and backstage, it was a locker, and it had a lab coat on it, a <laughs> lab coat. So uh-huh. I put that lab coat on. When I went out, man, people went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I never forgot that. I yeah. bet. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Lester was always mixing it up, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So uh, we found you uh, advanced the challenge to me. Uh, Lester Bowie is a topic for Deep Focus. And I plunged into the WKCR archives. Did it yield prizes? Yes, it did. <laughs> always, <laughs> yeah. always. Yeah, and we haven't missed yet. <laughs> and um, this one, I don't know if we should talk about some of the other stuff we're going to get to. It's all, it's they're mm-hmm. all stunningly different, historically significant, um, yeah, full of surprises. But um, why don't you maybe tell us a little bit about what, what is heard. this band? Maybe there might yeah. be people who don't know about this band. Well, and, this this was that band called the Leaders. And it was Lester Bowie on trumpet, Arthur Blythe on alto saxophone, Chico Freeman on tenor saxophone and Barrett, I mean bass clarinet, Kirk Lightsey on piano, Cecil McBee on bass, and Amadou Don Moyer on drums and percussion. That was that tune was entitled Miss Nancy. Um, I'm sure that was Arthur Blythe's composition. So Yeah. Yeah. And these guys each leaders in their own right. Mm-hmm. Roughly contemporaries, Almost. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what did you hear listening to these guys playing together? Uh, a lot of fun, <laughs> a lot of uh, just just letting it fly, you know, not getting too locked into the changes, you know. But uh, it sounded like a lot of fun for all of them, so it was great. I mean. Um, it's, it's except it was a, an exceptional group, you know. Everybody in the band, you know, definitely had their own thing. You could tell it was like they had their own thing they were into, and it was a, you know because you could hear some all star groups or groups that were put together and they kind of all fit like everybody's the bebop guys, or, you know, whatever. These all were guys who had their own thing, so is is interesting. It came together and worked, you know. I, it sounds like also there's a, a huge amount of mutual respect, a lot of really strong listening mm-hmm. to one another, and and it sounds like they were playing together a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. they sound like they've got a yeah. very comfortable flow. Well, this this was done in '87. I think that's the early early side of when that band was. Uh, I did bring some notes. I'll check my notes in a little while. Early side of this band, but yeah, I mean they they were just doing what they always did, you know. Free, freewheeling, yeah. rollicking, you know, fun, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got some very sophisticated improvisers mm-hmm. there, obviously, yeah. too. So, all right, should we get back into a uh, little donkey dust? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you know that one? I don't think I, uh, I know that. I don't think I know that one. Let's, let's, check, let's check that here one. Here we go. So you didn't get to listen either. <laughs> oh, I listened to that too. Okay, well, it's Deep Focus on WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman here with Eric Person and live music from the leaders. I'm listening to Lester Bowie on WKCR.
and Eric. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> Can they just keep it going? And you know who's doing the scratch mixing on the uh, on the mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's killing. Oh yeah. The show is called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Very fortunate in my life to be in the studio here with Eric Person. And we are exploring music of Lester Bowie. And right now we're in this set by the group, the leaders that he was a vital part of. And this is a live recording from Chicago Jazz Fest- Festival 1987. And uh, it's only fair, I think, Eric, to take a little moment for the star of that piece, Lunar, mm-hmm. because it's somebody whose work I think you know quite well. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Blythe. And Black Arthur. Black Arthur Blythe. <laughs> he sounded great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in his uh, he's in his element. Yeah, he sounds fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, and, I, and I hope I'm getting it all right, but the, the alto saxophone that he played was a Buescher, uh I believe it was the aristocrat, and that was the horn that he learned how to play on. He played that that instrument from beginning to end. Wow, you know, amazing. Yeah, who does that? Nobody does that. <laughs> nobody does that. Yeah, how nobody. many horns have you been through in your? Oh, please. <laughs> uh, I mean, not a not a whole bunch, but still, like you know, I I actually started out on a Buescher aristocrat. My yeah, Buescher aristocrat, and uh, my father used to play Buescher four hundreds, so I wanted to move into those, and then I then I moved on to Selmers and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he had the right horn, and it, he got his he got everything he wanted to say out of that instrument. You yeah, know? and um, I think the mouthpiece. I, I don't I don't want to go out on the limb and say the mouthpiece tune, but I know the the horn. For sure, you know it's one that he played his whole musical existence. You know that is, that's remarkable. Yeah, he's uh, and he has such a distinctive sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, I mean, I, I think you know, like when you look at uh, the alto sax, there's there's very few guys who really progressed the sound of that instrument. Um, uh, you know, obviously Bird had his thing, and that. And then you had guys like Paul Desmond who had his own thing. Sure, sure. Then you had Jackie McLean. And um then you then probably people say, Well, there's the other guys are different people, whereas whether it's Bartz or whether it's Kenny Garrett or me or whatever, or offshoots of Jackie McLean. But I think guys like well, I I think Arthur could be in that after Jackie. You know, standing alone. You know, yeah. Jackie's still alone, and there's people coming off him. But Arthur stood alone with his own voice. That's you know. Yeah, it's very it's a very personal mm-hmm. sound. I mean, it's like uh, he's kind of making these. It's big, right? Mm-hmm. It's got it's got a grand announcement mm-hmm. yeah. to it, and the big vibrato. Yeah, and um, but it's a it's a very rich texture mm-hmm. in that sound. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yeah, going on there. Yeah, a lot of character, a lot yeah. of character, and um, you can hear a little Dolphy in there, 
both of them were from L.A. So right, um, and, and it could be and st- both share something with my guest on Deep Focus tonight, Eric Person. <laughs> All three of you shared that chair in uh, in Chico's band, Chico Hamilton's yeah. band. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't hear enough. Uh, young guys or or people listing Arthur as a influence, but uh, and I draw Arthur sometimes. It depends on what I'm playing, but it it could be a note. It could be one note where I say, "I feel Arthur," you know. And you and just also another yeah. great leader too, with a, a completely, again like Lester Bowie, different, entirely separate concepts, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say you can generate quite as many of them. As Lester did, but few do. But uh, equally distinctive, I think. You know that mm-hmm. sound that he had with the quintet, yeah, sextet. Yeah, nobody else put a band together like that. Uh, you know, um, I remember Arthur was had his. I think it was his last record on Columbia. Uh, that that record, Dada, is that it? Oh, I don't know if I know that one. <laughs> that's the that's the commercial record. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, and I remember I heard it on the radio. I was like, whoa, you know. But I remember interviewing him here about that time. Yeah. What um, did he say? Well, it was a long time ago. Well, you know, those, you know, a, a lot of jazz musicians have been confronted with, hey, man, you know, do something commercial, you know, boost your audience, or it's time to do that. You're not selling, whatever it is. And and, and I guess he came up with this record. um, but he wouldn't get behind that music. That wasn't him, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And it, I, I don't know if you can really just generate that by sheer force of will. I mean, I guess you can if that's. I mean, some musicians that is their intent from the beginning to make money. To, yeah, to come up with a product. Mm-hmm. I mean, I there are. I can think of a few artists where I've had conversations where their framework is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I want. I want people to be on board with this. Mm-hmm. I want people, you know, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I go. When mm-hmm. I go out and play in the club, I want to see a room full of people smiling and mm-hmm. moving together. That's that's what I'm all about. Well, let me just say, playing for four people ain't fun. <laughs> no, I can <laughs> imagine. I can imagine that it's not. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think if you're pursuing another particular direction, I would guess, you mm-hmm. tell me, I don't know if you could just kind of turn on a dime and go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to quote unquote, go commercial. Yeah, you can do that. You think? Oh yeah. I mean, and I think, um, and just looking at Lester, you know, looking at what he was doing, you know, he started out as a, as an avant-garde, as avant-garde innovator. And he, he did it, uh, let's just say on the art ensemble platform, you know, but I think as time went on, he just started discovering, you know, song, you know, um, the great songs, you know, whether it's Hello Dolly, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what's the other one? <laughs> Blueberry Hill, which is yes. coming up. Well, also, you know, the really one of the stunning things, you know, at that time, there seemed to be such a disconnect between music that he was playing and pop music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Whitney Houston comes along, this monster pop hit, and then 
you know, Lester's playing it and bringing <laughs> yeah. his voice to it. Right. And I think he I'm sort of sounds like I'm contradicting what I was saying earlier, but I think he he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. And but he was, you know, he's putting it in his voice. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I haven't listened to that Arthur Blythe album in a long, long time, but it, as you said, it didn't sound authentic. It didn't feel like he was putting it in, in his voice in those terms. I think Lester Bowie really worked through that to arrive mm -hmm. at that place and come up with that concept. If you remember, he had uh, he had a couple of bands leading up into that Brass Fantasy Brass before Fantasy. he did that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it, I think it took some doing. And he had some new stuff that he was doing. And I was talking to him about at the end of his days mm -hmm. that he was really excited about some like hip hop derived okay. music that he was really enthusiastic about and was hoping he was going to you know find a place for it in the world. I don't think he ever quite got to do it. He did some initial steps with that, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, he never ran out of ideas or enthusiasm for them. Yeah, uh, and actually, uh, you know, a lot of times when guys pass away, I, I, I always be like, man, I wish I could have, I wish I could have saw their next ten years at least, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes they're right in the middle of, you know, some kind of movement or transition. But um, I don't know if you you're referring to Lester's group from the root to the source. I, that was another okay. great band. Yeah, I am not. No, there's a new thing that he was doing. Okay, no, but I, I mean love from the root to the source, though. I mean, I, what I was referring to. I'm sorry. Uh, pre, brass oh, fantasy. I was thinking. Well, that I mean, they all fit together in yeah, one way or another. It was pre. I was thinking of specifically the brass thing. Okay. He did the New York Hot Trumpet Repertory Company. Mm -hmm. That was you know specifically, uh, brass oriented. Yeah, and. That also tied into, you mm -hmm. know, stuff from, I think, from, like, his ancestral sources of music, mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, drum chords and that kind of thing. That's a whole yeah. other story. But, um, no, you could talk about from the root to the source. Yeah. Or oh, well, I mean, I was just actually looking at something earlier today, and um, what, was, what was really hip was that he had um, David Peaston. Ah, uh, you know, go the go. great, the great, the great the David Peaston, yes. you know, and uh, he, you know, Lester had a thing for using guys from St. Louis. You know, he used Philip Wilson and Charles Bobo Shaw on drums. Dave, David Peaston was actually um, the younger brother of Fontella Bass, who was married to at one time to Lester. So, and what? Oh. Well, tell people a little bit because he was such a remarkable musician. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, most people know him if they know his name. They know him from the, the performance at the Apollo Theater, Showtime at the Apollo. He stole he, the show. He, yeah, he brought the house down. Yeah, so many times that uh, he did get a real name for that. Yeah, but. Um, we haven't even said yeah. his instrument or anything. You should. Oh, he's a vocalist, but he also played organ, piano, organ. Uh, and I, it's not it's not like I'm authority on him, but, uh, you know, he had a record deal for a while. He seemed like he was actually going to make some noise, and then it kind of didn't, but... He, but he, his, that instrument, hearing him sing, I think yeah. people that heard him even once yeah. 
Never forget. Never forget. Yeah. He was remarkable. Yeah. Every time I hear him again, you know, like like after not hearing him, let's say for a year or two or whatever, I, I'm just I'm just blown away by his sound, his projection, his emotion, his, his you know his control of his instrument. I mean, he he just had the whole whole thing. It's it's uh, yes, yeah, his his talent was otherworldly. You know, and Lester, you know. That's one thing to have a talent like that, mm. but um, Lester created this whole framework around it and this mm -hmm. concept. It's right there in the name, from the root to the source. Yeah, and um, yeah, he it was <laughs> yeah he was doing that, and he was like a sideman in this project with Lester Bowie's, and meanwhile he's becoming this like TV star mm -hmm. through um, these yeah. amateur hour contests. It, yeah. was, it was quite a story at the time. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, when you see guys like that or sing uh, performers like that who actually get some real commercial traction, it, it, it gives you, like, hope. It, it makes you feel like, wow, maybe things are going to be okay, you know. <laughs> yep. But then, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's that's worth looking into, too. It's like, because it seemed like it was going, but maybe he lost his deal and that's when it ended. But it didn't yeah, seem... Yeah, I remember one record coming out and not mm -hmm. didn't seem like they really had the concept behind it of how they were going to promote it and everything. But it was like the, he had that one tune. Yeah. And then and then the rest wasn't... Because you you know how it is. It's, it's the song. It's yeah. like if you're an actor, it's the script. With a singer, it's the song. You got great songs, you got a great... You can really spotlight that singer properly, but... Uh, yeah. Well, we are, you are listening to WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD1, WKCR.org perhaps, 89.9 FM here in New York City. And uh, the show is called Deep Focus. If you are just tuning in, you miss some great <laughs> music. But you should know that we put the show up on a free podcast, no advertising, no nothing. And you can listen to that. You can carry it around in your pocket. It's probably on that phone in your pocket right now. Deep or focus. in your hand. Or maybe probably in your hand, actually. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're if you're crossing the street in my neighborhood, you're probably looking at your phone because it seems like everybody is. But Deep Focus is uh, available. Uh, you can always find it on the hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And there's hundreds of episodes up there, including quite a few with my guest tonight, Eric Person, and... Uh, this one will go up next week with us, uh, with the music of Lester Bowie. And there's a ton of great recordings floating around that you can buy and download and all that stuff and find on LPs and CDs and whatever you like to listen to music on, but probably not the music we're playing tonight. It's unreleased music from the WKCR archives. We've been listening to uh, this recording from Chicago 1987 with The Leaders. Arthur Blythe, Chico Freeman, Kirk Lightsey, Cecil McBee, Famadou Don Moye, along with Lester Bowie. And this next one is a song that you mentioned, Eric. Yes. And, Blueberry uh, Hill. Yes. Anything you want to jump into? Or should, we, should we hit it? Let's just hit it. <laughs> Let's hit it. Let's hit it. All right, music from Lester Bowie. It's Deep Focus on WKCR.
This is our last tune. I was trying to remember the tunes that we did to give you all an idea of the names, but I forget. Well, I remember the first one was Miss Nancy. Uh, prodigal son, he will explain this to you. The first composition that we played tonight was written by Mr. Arthur Blythe. The name of the composition is entitled Miss Nancy in honor of his mother. After which we played a composition written by Mr. Kirk Lightsey entitled Donkey Dust. And the, the next composition we did after that, it was something written by Chico. But he felt a little embarrassed to say that he wrote it, you know, so I had to do that. It was a composition entitled Luna. That is where the first hour ends on this deep focus from October 31st, Halloween night, 2022. Eric Person, my guest, and Lester Bowie, our topic. I hope you subscribed to Deep Focus. If not, you know, um, here's something I'm going to call on you to do. Tell one person, tell one person about this show. If you enjoy it enough to listen to a whole hour, you know, not trying to sell you anything, not asking for any money, but let one person know how much you appreciate Deep Focus. That'll mean the world to us and help more people to find this show. All right, there's two more hours of this episode of Deep Focus. Mind-blowing music. All kinds of revelations. Lots of fun with Eric Person. I'll see you over at part two. It's Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman.